Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pink Shade with Erin Martin. It is the first episode of 2019 and I am so happy to be here. A year later, a year and one month later after I started this podcast, this little tiny podcast out of my spare bedroom, I am just so thrilled and so grateful. And I was thinking last night, which was New Year's when I recorded this, uh, this will be coming out on January 2nd, but I was thinking about just all of the things that have transpired this past year and what I'm most grateful for, just to get a little bit cheesy for a moment, but I hope you know this is from my heart. What I'm most grateful for is you guys. You guys are the listeners who I didn't even know were out there when I started this. I thought if 10 people listen to this, if I meet 10 new fun friends, you know, by talking about my strange love of reality TV and weird stories. And back then I was doing some ghost stories and eventually some cult stuff and true crime, you know, all of this mess that. I am just obsessed with and think about all of the time that if I just meet a few people who like this, that will be fantastic. That'll be really fun and it'll be this fun little side hobby that I do and we'll just maybe have a little community, a little secret community where we can talk about our our, our weird shit and it has turned into so much more than that. You know, as you know, I've taken a year off from my full-time job in the school district and so far how this is going I think this is going to be what I do for the foreseeable future. I'm going to continue writing of course over on realityt.com and maybe some other outlets and maybe um even my own website which I'm revamping with the fantastic help of Rachel Danielle. Thank you Rachel. And uh, yeah, just keep podcasting. And I love including you guys. I've met so many of you through this regular podcast and also through my Patreon. Patreon supporters, thank you. Thank you for helping keep this podcast afloat. I'm so grateful to have sponsors. Um, they do help, but Patreon is really what keeps me going. So thank you to everyone who's enjoyed this and come over to Patreon to offer a pledge and I'm hoping that you're liking what I'm doing over there. I do get way more personal over on Patreon and we have our own little Facebook group. If you haven't joined the regular Facebook group, come in. We're almost at 2,000 members and I'm doing a giveaway for New Year's. I'll be sending out 10 pink shade water bottles to the current members who invite the most new members to our Facebook group, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin on Facebook, in the next week or so. And so I'm just hoping to grow that little by little, and we're just going to have fun. We're going to have fun in 2019. That is my goal. I'm thinking about what my one word is going to be. You know how people do, instead of the New Year's resolutions, the one word that they focus on? And I'm still thinking about that. Let me know what your word is, and maybe it'll inspire me. I will tell you that on Patreon, I get like I said, more personal. I'm much more transparent over there about what's going on in my life. And I hope you're enjoying that. But I hope you enjoy what you hear on here too. And I want to know what you want to hear more of. What do you like? What do you want to you know, hear more of each week? Um, do you want to join me on the podcast? I always love talking to listeners. In fact, today is actually a conversation with a listener who does her own recaps on YouTube, Nicole Pompey. She's been on the podcast a couple of times before, and she is absolutely hilarious. She is on the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group, and she's on Twitter. Nicole is 
one of the funniest tweeters I have ever encountered, and I follow her every single 90 Day Fiance Sunday night because I die. I die at her takes on this crap. She loves trash TV. She is also, much like y'all, an educated woman who loves to garbage dive into the dumpster fires of trashy TV. So we talk 90 Day and we talk Love After Lockup. But what I was going to say, going back to Patreon, if you go over to patreon.com slash pinkshade, you can sign up over there for bonus episodes every month. And I was going to tell you for the new year, I'm going to be doing some new things on Patreon. I'm going to be giving you the same, you know, same kind of mix of episodes that I've been doing. But I have to tell you guys what I have signed up for. I have signed up for a burn boot camp. Have any of you done this? It's a national boot camp that's opened in different cities. And there's one here in mine. It's been here for two years years. Of course, I knew nothing about it because I am not an exerciser. Uh, I am the opposite. I, oh God, I am just a lazy bum when it comes right down to it. I mean, I walk the dog, I run around with my kid, you know, I do that kind of stuff, but I don't actually work out. So of course, just like every other fool who sees these New Year's ads, I was like, oh yeah, I do want to be a new me in 2019. So I signed up for this six-week burn boot camp and I went to go meet with a trainer and I'm going to start it this week and I'm going to be detailing my journey on Patreon. (laughs) It's going to, it's not going to be pretty, you guys. I, it, it was funny because when I was talking to the trainer, who's the sweetest guy, he's like 25 years old. He's straight out of the army. He is fabulous and he seems motivational and all of that. I mean, he's a perfect, you know, burn boot camp instructor. He's like, so what are you afraid of? And I'm like, I'm afraid of dying. Like, I'm afraid I, I will die. And I'm like, despite appearances, not that I look that fit, but I'm, you know, I'm not walking in there like my 600 pound life or something where I can't move. I'm like, despite appearances, like I would like to be treated like a 75 year old lady. Like I could injure myself. I'm going to be panting as if I need medical intervention, like Vicki Gunvalson medevac helicopter out of there situations might be happening. So I'm going to see, I told him I was a podcaster. Funny enough, he has a podcast too. So he was like a super interested in that. And I'm going to see if they will let me do some FaceTime lives or some, <laughs> some videos just of myself. I won't get anybody else just going through this hot mess. Anyway, that's going to be over on the Patreon and also with a lot of other stuff that's not just going to be what's over there. But you guys, oh my God, tell me about your experiences if you've ever signed up for something like this, you know, out of the blue. Again, I'm, I'm going on like eight years without really, really, truly working out. So this is going to be hilarious. And I hope, I hope life-changing in some ways. I hope that I do better than I think I'm going to do. I'm just going to go into it with a positive attitude. Anyway, let's talk about TV. My first love, you know, literature and trashy TV. My my two first loves, really. We're going to do 90 Day and Love After Lockup today. You can go read my recaps on realitytea.com. I'm still writing recaps for both of them. The 90 Day Tell All is coming up, and then we're going to get a long break from that show. I, I kind of need it at this point. Like, it's been on for a long time from Happily Ever After to Before the 90 Days to Regular 90 Days. I feel like I've been recapping this show for a year. 
But that's okay. We're going to get a little break and we still have Love After Lockup. And of course, we have Housewives and we have other things coming up. Married at First Sight is coming back. The Bachelor is coming back. I probably will tune in for that just to watch it from afar. I'm not going to be writing recaps or anything this year. And you know, there's other things coming down the pike too that we are going to be interested in. Let me know what you're watching. I want to know what's going on for you this January, February, and March in this kind of weird time of TV. What are you tuning in for? Of course, Vanderpump Rules is on. That is going to be fantastic. It already looks like a great season. Going to be covering that. And uh, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot. There's going to be plenty. Oh man, do you hear Chewy? There he is going crazy. My dog. All right, guys. Here's Nicole Pompey and I talking about Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance. Well, I'm back with Nicole Pompey, one of your favorites, who does trash-tastic TV recaps on her YouTube channel. And Nicole, I'm going to have you actually tell us all about that in a minute, and we're going to link that up in the show notes. But first of all, I want to welcome you back to talk about 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup. Hey, Erin. I'm so glad to be back. I actually have missed talking to you about these crazy people. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, I actually feel like you're in my head a little bit because I'll see your tweets or you'll comment on the Facebook page or I'll comment on yours. And I'm like, what would Nicole, like, I need a bracelet. What would Nicole do? What would Nicole say? Because you are just so on point with these maniacs talking oh, about gosh. them. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> funny. You're so you're give us, give us a take on what you do on your YouTube channel before we get into our discussion. So I basically recap anything that's considered trashy television right now. I'm only doing 90 Day Fiance and all of its spinoffs, as well as Love After Lockup. Um, I know that there's so many other shows that are considered trashy that people want me to recap, but right now it's just those two. And I just take it play by play, couple by couple, and I give my thoughts on the show and what's going on with all their craziness and yeah, it's a, it's a really fun recap. It's a really fun channel. You guys should check it out. And what's the name of the channel? It's called Trashtastic TV Recaps with Nikki P. Okay, and it's N I K K I Nikki P. N I C H I. I know it's like super difficult. <laughs> I am so sorry. I know you spell your name Nicole with an H. N I C H O. So it's N I C H I P. Okay. Yep. All right, you guys go out and find it. I'm going to link it up in the show notes too. So if you guys are loving uh, Nicole today, which I know you will, then just click below and you'll see her uh, YouTube channel hooked up there. So, okay, let's first of all talk about 90 Day Fiance season six. Now you, much like I do, we cover every single version of 90 Day Fiance. I mean, we did before the 90 days, happily ever after, regular 90 day. This is regular 90 Day Fiance season six. So this is not... Sharp Television's first rodeo, or Sharp Entertainment's first rodeo in in putting out this kind of concept. It's the true original concept where an American has already met someone overseas. They've already usually proposed to them. Now, in some cases, that's a little bit different. And the foreigner comes over. Now, we had one story this year that was different, kind of like the Nicole and Azin of yesteryear. It was where Stephen went over to Russia instead, and they hadn't even started the K-1 visa process. But before- well, we thought they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So did, yeah, Olga did too. Her friend, I feel like, needs to pull a black swan and just like- totally investigate Steven's ass because she seems to know what's up her friend Anna yeah oh yeah that's that's the red sparrow right there that's what I call her 
That's right, not Black Swan. Red Sparrow. Yes, I'm getting my freaking movies confused. Totally, <laughs> totally, 100%. So, but let's just, first of all, talk about this season, and then we're going to touch on the finale, which just aired this week. Next week is the tell-all, which looks insane. So this season, we were talking just before we started recording about how both of us, who have been covering the show forever, have never seen a cast act this way and like create so much drama as the season is airing. And I'm talking about like on social media, off off the air. Like, right? I mean, you've never seen this before. No, never. I mean, and I feel like maybe the social media, like, fame, quote, I'm doing air quotes, fame <laughs> has, like, grown as the show has grown. And so I feel like each, maybe this cast is, like, wanting to capitalize that more than any other cast has. But it it's insane. I've never, like, we've seen little, like, maybe little short arguments or little, like, things in the comments between cast couples or something, or like something at the tell all, but that's usually it. They stay pretty quiet or they just, you know, talk about, post a picture of themselves or something, but never have I seen the foolishness that these people have wrought upon us. It's <laughs> seriously. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's, it's, <laughs> tiring to keep up with honestly i'm exhausted too we now have basically a full-time beat reporter at reality t yes, who, yes. who is just you know, covering like news yes. every single day i feel like it's like a recap of what who got arrested whose penis we've seen <laughs> uh if, if i hear about one more penis i'm just gonna quit <laughs> Nicole, all of these dick pics have found their way to me and I will never be the same. I don't want to see this shit. I mean, it's like people are like, have you seen this? I'm like, no, but now I have. I click. I'm actually scared to click on shit that people send to me now because I'm like, is this going to be another fucking 90 day fiance dick pic? I can't. Oh my goodness. No, I can't. I haven't seen any of them. So oh, <laughs> my girl. eyes are still... My eyes are still pure. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we did see, we did, however, see uh, Cole in his suit at the wedding. We must discuss this. Oh, okay. So here's my thing. I I saw one people who were like, oh my gosh, the suit doesn't fit. The suit doesn't fit. And I'm like, he's never going to find a suit that fits because he does not have a man's body. Like suits <laughs> are cut for men's general shapes like even bigger men they still have like a general shape to them that's like the same from most every man and colt has an hourglass figure he, he has a hair shape like he literally has a woman's figure he has breasts he has hips and i'm like no man's suit will ever in any universe fit him properly no he it needs, matter what he needs he like gets. a classic wrap dress like cinch at the waist, <laughs> the cinch waist in a line skirt, <laughs> right? skims the hips, covers the thighs, and yeah, you know needs- snug snug around the breasts. Yeah, he needs a classic wrap I dress. A line suit. Like if there's an A line suit out there anywhere, <laughs> he needs one because that would fit his pear shape. But the straight cut man suit will never ever fit him. <laughs> No, it'd be like me trying to put on a man suit. I'd be like, this doesn't fit. This fits like Colt. Yet he literally does not. He could never find a suit unless it was tailored to Colt's very special needs that would fit him. And you know, he bought it at Goodwill. I'm sure he bought it at Goodwill, which no shade. I mean, I love a Goodwill find. So, but he definitely needs tailored clothing for his body type. Yes. And tailoring is expensive and Colt is not paying for that. 
Yeah. That's so- why all of, if, if you notice, like everything he wears is always like super tight on his hip area, like those cargo shorts and like <laughs> it, nothing fits him. Nothing, none of his clothes fit. <laughs> but also I noticed you tweeted something about him standing in first position. he looks like he's ready to do a goddamn plie he's like and yeah he's his feet are it's the penguin feet it was a perfect first position if he was in ballet class he would have gotten top notches (laughs) it was her i was like i've never seen a man stand naturally in such a perfect first position he's so feminine i really think he has a hormone imbalance i something's wrong i do too i do too something is definitely going on but Larissa, here's the deal. Larissa seemed like a good sport. She looked beautiful in her dress, I thought. You know, and I think, hey, go for it. $100 for your wedding dress. For my senior homecoming, I found a dress at Goodwill, too. And it was a gorgeous dress. So I'm like, go, girl. And yeah, yeah, so good for her for dressing up. And good for her for just smiling through that really depressing wedding with like six that guests there and J- cousin John in his friendly shirt. I mean, oh. she, she kind of pulled it together for the day. I thought for everyone. Yeah. That wedding was a mess, but I mean, people were talking about like cousin John wearing his work shirt, but I'm like, Debbie wore like a button down <laughs> and like, she looked like it was a regular, like nobody was dressed up really. Even his wife, like, well, she's like 10 and a half months pregnant. So she probably was like, I'm not putting nothing on it. It's not comfortable, so I get that. But yeah, totally. I she did. Like she put the flower headband on, though, or the flower accoutrement. She loves the flower headgear. <laughs> yeah, she's strange too. But I, I feel like no, everybody looked like normal. Like it was just a regular old Saturday afternoon or something. Like I don't know. What? So in in terms of total overall depression, cringe factor, everything, all things considered, would you say Eric and Leda's uh, Hilton Garden? Wedding in a conference room or Colt and Larissa's five people in attendance Las Vegas room was more, was worse. Eric Leda's was more depressing just only because like not, the only thing is that uh, Colt and Larissa's venue was actually pretty to me. It looked beautiful in there. Like if there were, if it was actually full instead of like having all those empty chairs, it would have been an actually really pretty wedding. I agree. It was pretty. um, Eric and Leda's just looked like they were about to do a business meeting or something in there, and and not even a business meeting like a business meeting in two thousand one. No, exactly. <laughs> it was like the carpet was old. Like they didn't they didn't care that they hadn't updated anything in that hotel. That conference room reminded me of yeah a business meeting back in two thousand one where you'd have the big triangle speakerphone on the center of the wooden you know the fake wood table, yeah. and. Yeah. Nobody like maybe one person in the room had a flip phone and they, people were wearing those earbuds like in their yeah yep. it, it was crazy looking and Leda or Lita we'll talk about her in a second but back to the Larissa thing riddle me this okay so they got their clothes at Goodwill fine they you know rented a space that Larissa didn't originally want but it looked beautiful good for them and I heard it was actually the biggest room in that chapel I think that chapel has like five different rooms so they rented the biggest one with no guests doesn't make sense. And, but then they got a limo with air conditioning. Yeah, I think that was Colt's way of just like giving Larissa something nice because she probably had been complaining for who knows how long about how cheap everything else was. Like the cheap dress, the cheap, you know, not the venue I wanted. So he was like, let me just give this girl something. Let me just give her a limo. That was just like a, 
you know, peace offering. So someone tweeted last uh, last night, we're recording this on Monday, so we just watched the finale last night on Sunday night. Someone tweeted that John, that Friendly's, this company that this John guy is advertising literally in every scene he's in, is an air conditioning uh, place. You got to be kidding me. No. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, can't he hook a cousin up? Wait, is it home air conditioning or like any kind? I don't know, but st- but it's just the irony of it all. I mean, this is the thing about 90 Day and shows like this. You cannot script this level of insanity. You just can't. Okay, do you think, was this the arrest? Clear this up for me. Was this the arrest that we heard about that uh, everyone heard about when it happened? Or was this the arrest before that one that happened right before the tell-all? So to my knowledge, this was the first arrest, the original one. This isn't the one that we were all hearing about when, because Debbie was there, it seemed like to me. Um, and remember, for the she one was in, in New York. York. Yes. One, she was at the at doing the 90 Day Live. So Debbie seemed to be there. That So I'm thinking that this was not the one that we all heard about. I'm thinking this was the first one. I think it was the first one, too, because it happened four days before they were married. And I feel like when she was arrested the second time, and it was the second time, that was when we all heard about on social media. That was during the tell-all. You're right. Debbie was in New York. And they were already married because she right. was arrested they- under her married name, Larissa Johnson. Yeah. They were married. So um, um, this girl is get, uh, how I've lived in America my whole life and never gotten arrested. Have you been here three days and have been arrested three times? <laughs> like what? It, what? She's yep. batshit, Aaron. I'm so I know a lot of people love her and they're like, oh my god, Larissa's my favorite. She's the best. I don't like Larissa at but all. Don't you like, think the oh. cult deserves every single ounce of crazy he's getting from her? He picked her. Yeah. She's out of his league. He wants the crazy. He wants a sex toy. And then he's DMing his dick around to other women. I mean, all of these texts have been published or all these DMs have been published where he's like, I just have to handle her. You look good, baby. I mean, he's gross. I I would be probably going psychotic on him, too. Like, he's the biggest scammer to me because, like, he I don't even understand who are these women. No, I don't, I'm not even mad at him. Like, I want to know who these were. Have y'all seen this man? How, if this man DM me and all I did was, like, go to Instagram and just scroll through his pictures or, like, be like, oh, he if he told me, all oh, my 90 Day Fiance and I watched one episode, as soon as I saw those hips, I'd be like, dude, block. You're blocked. You are blocked. What how, are you doing in my DMs? How Who's is he getting? I know he's getting so much ass. I'm like, what? How? Cult? I don't, How? I don't understand. It's a mystery. It's a total mystery. Okay, now let's move on to Eric and Lita because Eric is a man who is is apparently so hard up to get laid in Baraboo that he will accept this fate, this life sentence with this horrible witch, Lita. And he has. He's married to her. And he will throw away his kids to do it. I mean, to me, he's even more despicable than Lita at this point. No, nobody. She is is literally like Satan on the level of, you know. (laughs) one to satan she's satan <laughs> yeah okay you're right she is satan but he's a father he's doing this to his own kids she's a mother like, I mean, that's true you know, like how 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 are you as a parent how can you ask someone another parent to like give up their kids for you would you 
be cool with somebody asking you to give up well she probably would <laughs> she'd be yeah, like, you okay. know what she probably would she'd be like uh alessandra who so cool with that <laughs> she'd be like alessandra you're gonna go live with grandma and grandpa now i gotta go get this dick <laughs> right you should throw him a third of a cheesesteak and he'd be on his way did you see that poor little boy at the wedding? He's like burying his face in the seat. I mean, there was no more depressing sight than watching Jenica, the youngest daughter, Eric's youngest daughter, sitting there looking just absolutely miserable. And then Alessandra trying to hide. I'm like, this pretty much sums up the entire experience. I'm concerned for Jenica because I've never seen her like not look sad and pitiful. Like it's like her permanent dis- disposition. I know. Oh, my God. And then what is your happy child? Are they just cutting it to where that we haven't seen her or is she just actually like a depressed child? I, I would be depressed if I was in that situation. If Lita was going to be my stepmother and I had to sit there and witness it and my two sisters had been treated so abhorrently by my father. I mean, she's young, but she's not stupid. She's old enough to understand. Oh, poor thing. I know. Yeah, people are like, out and calling each other a cunt in the background. Like, oh. Seriously, this is the beginning of every Disney story where your father marries the fucking witch. Yeah, it's literally like Ever After. She's like the real life, like Drew Barrymore in the real Cinderella story. Like, (laughs) mom, dad brings home this crazy woman and her child and you're like, what's happening? And now you have to like take care of him. You're like the babysitter now. Exactly. I know. And she is the babysitter. While Tasha gets thrown out, she is to sit there and listen to the whole thing. What did you think of Lita saying how Eric doesn't look that bad? <laughs> She's like, it's not that bad. He looks okay. She doesn't like Eric. Like, I think I've said this before <laughs> in my recaps. Like, this is not a love love relationship. She's This is a means to an end. It's a means to an I, end. I, she even I, says as much, right? She's like, I'm in America. I can pursue my medical yeah. degree was like happy to be married to Eric. Everything she said was something about being in America. Like I, you know, I can get my citizenship. What did she say? I can get my citizenship now or something when she got in the car. Yeah. And then she's like greatest country in the world. Yay. Like she's three cheers for herself. How do these people not see this? I don't know. Like if a guy was constantly saying those type of things around me that was, I brought from another country, I'd be like, do you even like me? Like, I'd be like, uh, like Scott and <laughs> Scott and Lizzie. Well, let's let's actually even think about, you know, one of the best all-time MVPs, Angela and Michael. Angela was even like, I'm not your elder. Are you using me? Even she had a clue. Exactly. I mean, well, Eric Eric has a clue too, but he just doesn't care. He looks so death warmed over. He looks slightly less deceased at the wedding. Slightly. And he I'm- is sitting there going, you know, this is my last chance at love. It's like, really? Really? This is it? Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of, like, women in Baraboo that would date Eric. I... I'm sure there's plenty of other Tanyas. Like, there's... I'm sure there are thousands of women just Agreed. like Tanya Agreed. who are single would gladly date him. Agree. He can go down to the local watering hole and find someone, but he oh. doesn't want that. It's just like Colt. It's like, I feel like these guys just get what they deserve. Now, if we go to the... Oh, God. The tragic case of Steven and Olga. I mean, they're a completely different scenario. They have a baby together that they didn't plan on. Steven left her in Russia this week. Now, we know in real time that they are together. They've started GoFundMe pages they, for their baby expenses because he wants to go to school. They're asking for, what, $15,000? And people are actually sending them money. And Olga is defending him. I mean, what it, what are your thoughts on this mess? 
Um, I think that like WIC and food stamps and Section 8 are all things that are at his disposal. His baby is now a U.S. citizen. So if his baby is here with him, he can go and get on all of those things. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help, but I don't know. I feel like GoFundMes are not for people who like have unprotected sex and accidentally get like, you know how many people have oops babies? Uh, Yeah, my husband's one of them. Baby started a GoFundMe page. I mean, we the site would crash. Like, exactly. <laughs> that's not what that's for, in my opinion. Um, I, I but, agree. And don't you think it's a bad look for 90 Day as just a whole franchise that so many of their people have started GoFundMes? Well, to me, I feel like it's no longer a show that's about this. It's not. It's no longer a documentary. Like to see the process of what it is like for someone to marry someone from another country. Now it's just like, oh, this is a come up because as soon as they get on the show, it's like, oh, we're selling photos and autographs and ugly ass t-shirts and whatever else. Like, don't peddle me your crap. Like, I just want to watch <laughs> your life. <laughs> you mean to tell me you don't want a Danielle Mullins rocking chair photo signed? Oh, and did you see how much that stuff cost Aaron? <laughs> She wanted thirty five dollars for a t shirt. I said that you got to be out of her mind. Or she lost thirty. I can see ten, maybe even fifteen. Thirty five. Did you think you are like Beyonce or somebody? Exactly. Did you see her with the teeth whitening? I was like, good for you, but oh, Danielle. I mean, she's sitting there with the teeth whitening strips and going, "I am now a partner with." And I'm like, really? You're a partner, girl. You got to get the teeth fixed before you get a white. How you gonna whiten some some messed up teeth, girl? No, nobody, no, <laughs> no. We'll get them fixed first. Oh my god! So Ashley and Jay, what the actual fuck? I mean, does oh. she just deserve this fate? I feel bad for her because she has such a tragic backstory. So does Olga. Olga's is even worse, actually, if we're to believe what's out there. But Ashley, she kind of signed up for this, man. It's like, what are what is she thinking? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm a split. I'm split on that because yes, I agree she does deserve it because she ignored all the signs and she brought this man here. He's 20. He clearly is like a sex addict. I said that before. I think something happened to him. He lost his virginity when he was eight. I think that he was sexually abused and it altered. His, I really think this. Like I'm not trying to get all Doctor Phil, but I Nicole, really I agree with you. I said the same thing. I totally agree. Psychologically yep. altered him to look at sex in a incorrect and in unhealthy way yep so there were all those and then it's like the things that he says is like suspect like he's not ready and all this stuff and she still married him and but then it's like but she still he still knew what he was getting into like he's old enough to know that marriage is serious and when you're married you're supposed to be faithful he made vows and he should have kept them he still broke them so it's like yeah she should have saw the signs but still i mean he's still a dick for cheating I mean. I'm, I'm on board with that 100 yeah it, this is his fault i wanted to, i want to make it clear that i don't think any of this is ashley's fault i just oh, no. feel like god she could she could find someone so much better especially with her history but sadly we do repeat our patterns and i've been guilty of oh. this in many areas of my life so i'm not throwing ashley to the wolves saying oh she gets what she deserves but it's just sad to see her, you know, make this decision. And then immediately it comes back to bite her because Jay is the worst. I mean, he, who, who starts a Tinder account the day they get back from their wedding? 
somebody who already was on some other dating. So he's probably been on other ones. He was like, he probably just heard about Tinder. And was like, Tinder, <laughs> try that one too. <laughs> do you know Thanks what? It's that tip, brother. You, Tinder. I ain't never heard of that one. Add you, that one to the list. Do you know what I read? I read that TLC tweeted out that Jay's excuse to them was, and that this was a deleted scene or behind the scenes, that uh, it just popped up as an ad on my profile. So I clicked it, and before I knew what was going on, I was a member. No. Yeah. Yep. That was what he said. Sell that before he knew what was going on, as if he doesn't know how signing up for a dating site works. <laughs> right. Right. Like he it did. literally tells you what it is as you're putting your information in, like you know. How much do you want to bet that his username on there was Pussy Skins Jr.? Probably. Yeah. He totally I, knew what he was doing. And he was totally gaslighting Ashley, too. Like, what? I didn't oh, really yeah, do anything. That- yeah, that really pissed me off because he tried to turn it on her and make it seem as if she had done him wrong and was like, oh, but this happens all the time. If you and I know you're white, Aaron, but in the black community, like for some reason, and I know Jay's Jamaican, but I still lump that in with African-American. <laughs> um, for some reason, black men think that cheating is like a part of a relationship. And that's something that you're you're supposed to suffer through with them and like stand by their side if they cheat like cheating's not a deal breaker to them and they're like if i cheat and you leave me oh you didn't really love me to begin with a little cheating that's you gonna divorce me over a little cheat like a little cheating like it's this is a big deal that's like bullshit how to not be with anybody else but me and you broke that that's not a little thing like nobody nobody has any obligation to stay with you if you cheat so, so, give, to- so give me some insight into this, though. Are promises made beforehand? Like, oh, well, I'll never cheat. Or is it just accepted at the beginning? Like, yeah, he's probably going to cheat. And that's the like, those are the unspoken rules. Well, it kind of, well, it's different for men and women. Right. <laughs> so men, a lot of men, I won't say all, but a lot of men, you know, pretty much know that at some point they're probably going to stray. But they feel like their woman should forgive them because, you know, it didn't mean anything to them because men compartmentalize their brain that sex and love are different. So they can be totally in love with you and go smash this other girl. And it mean absolutely nothing. And you should forgive me for it. And, and, but if it were to turn the tables, if the woman were to do it, Oh, they, Oh, they cannot live, honey. They, Oh, their whole soul is taken away. Like they would never forgive a woman for cheating, but for some reason we're supposed to forgive them for repeated offenses. That is such bullshit. And Jay is it's, of Jay is obviously coming from that standpoint too. I mean, we've met his father. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He definitely looks up to his dad. I think his dad is like his. I mean, he and I know a lot of people are like, oh, he just admired his dad. I was like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. I saw something else when his dad pulled up. He admires that man, and I think he admires his player ways too. It's more than just a my dad's great. It's like a, I love that my dad gets all these girls too. I think he really admires that. Oh, totally. He he wants to emulate him. It seems yeah. like. Now, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think Ashley is actually going to kick him to the curb? Can she? No. Is this Molly and Louise 2.0 or is she just going to keep going? I don't think she's I don't think she's going to be as strong as Molly was. I was proud of Molly. I could. But watching Molly, I could tell Molly was done. Like just watching the show and all that was transpiring. You could just tell Molly was done. Um, I, but right. I, don't I love Molly. Molly. Uh, Ashley's mad and I was proud of her in the episode where they you know sat down at wherever they were outside ice cream shop or something and talked about it um I was proud of her because she gave him she gave it to him like she she did not hold back but I don't 
get the sense that she's done. I think she's, I don't know, she's going to take him back, I think. Do you think it's all because of this contractual obligation, not for the show, but this K-1 visa process is so huge and so enormous. Now, Molly had a different situation where she is a successful businesswoman. She handled that whole process on her own. She could hire a lawyer, a legitimate lawyer, one of the only legitimate lawyers we've ever seen on TLC, actually, was Molly's lawyer. And, like, Ashley is not that same person. Yeah, that's that's the big part of it because she kept talking about that, like, I'm responsible for him for 10 years. And then he's saying he's not going anywhere. He's like, she's going to have, so he's, he's really like making it hard on her. So she's going to have to be super extra strong. Cause it was like, Molly put Luis out and Luis kind of fought, but then he just packed the stuff and left. I don't feel like Jackie <laughs> is going to be that compliant. So I, she's going to have to be super strong. if She wants him to go. And she's just not, she's, he's not going to go and she's not going to force him. And then she's going to be like, well, I have to, I'm responsible for him anyway. So he may, we may as well just stay and work it out. See, that actually scared me when Jay was making those threats. I mean, those were direct threats. Like, if she's going to have to call the police if she wants to get me out. Da, da, da. I'm like, ugh. That actually freaked me out more than the cheating. Yeah, Jay's trying to – Jay is not – he does not want to go back to Jamaica, I don't think. I think it's like, I'm here now, and I don't, I'm not going back. Like, I'm here. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll we'll do a quick overview of Jonathan and Fernanda because they are pretty much the most drama-free. Both – on the show and on Instagram, except for the fact that, you know, we had dick pic gate number one with him. I mean, they, they've kind of gotten into some tussles here and there. And we see on the tell all that Fernanda goes head to head with Larissa, which is hilarious to me. And I can't wait to see that. But on the show, they're kind of like, I mean, they seem kind of in love. She's immature. She's way too young to get married, in my opinion. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. You think they're going to be okay? Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I think he, uh, Jonathan is immature enough that Fernanda's good for him. Um, he's 30, what, two, but he acts like he's literally 24. He has the brain of a 24 year old. So they're really not that far apart mentally in age. Um, I, agree. I think he likes her hot body and she's going to look like that for probably a, a lot longer. So, and I think, you know, once she has a couple kids and she didn't hold it in the road, I think he's going to start <laughs> looking other know elsewhere so i pray that she holds her because he's very he's very superficial you know like he's not like a i love i'll love your i'll kiss your stretch marks jonathan is not that dude no no no, um, no 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 he's not a deep guy oh no so as much as he says he loves fernanda i'm like she pops out one baby and doesn't doesn't snatch it back in six months and he's gonna be like <laughs> jay for some other 19 year old hot young tight body thing Okay, but, spe- I mean, speaking of that, popping yeah. out baby, popping out babies, we have to talk about Kalani and Asuelo. Uh, okay, if we have to, <laughs> just, just give it, just give it to me. What is your final analysis of this cluster? I mean, is I something it, is something wrong with Asuelo? Like, I mean, that's a rhetorical question at this point. Yes, something's wrong with him. What is wrong with him? Is the better question? Um, it's like partially just cultural unawareness. The other part is just, he's a simpleton. He's just a simple man. <laughs> There's, and there is absolutely nothing sexy about him. I don't understand. I know the rumors or the allegations about him supposedly cheating on Kalani with some girl. And he was supposedly the hot guy at the resort who was getting all the women. I, how? Exactly. I, I don't believe it. Like, exactly. I really don't believe it. I, I don't, don't either. know that. Aaron, <laughs> who, who? But the same thing with Colt. But Colt at least can talk. Like Colt, I feel like Colt at least has like over text, has like the gift of gab. He can probably sweet talk because he's intelligent. 
but no Asuelu no all that screaming and dancing that's not and crying that's not that's what he does scream dance and cry that's not cute I feel like Asuelu can't even probably use a smartphone I mean he he really is I, I I said last night he needed to have a life preserver on I was actually scared for him on a boat he is a child he is a man child I feel like he must be protected he doesn't understand nuance sarcasm um, underlying tone. He doesn't understand oh. anything about conversational interaction with people. Like he only knows family Kalani is mad at him because Kalani tells him. I don't even exactly. think he would pick up on it. Nope. No. She yeah, and why does she tell him? <laughs> she loves the drama too, because she stirs it up. She totally stirs so, it up. Tell him anything. If he's just happy living his life with his son. And his and my family hated him, and I knew he didn't pick up on that. I wouldn't tell him. I'd let him live his life blissfully ignorant. Exactly. She's like, they hate you. They're watching you. You're going to really have to prove yourself. And he's like, why? Why? He doesn't even know. No, he doesn't know how either. He's like, I don't know what to do. Like, he he already said, I mean, he wants to get a job. Just let him live his life. He He's not coming there to be a bum and live off you. He's already said he wants to get a job. Now, if that, you know, as... If he's able to work and isn't, that's a separate issue. But I don't see him doing that. I think that he will do what he's supposed to do. He seems responsible enough. He wants to take care of his kid, kids now. And just let him live. She she just stirs the pot. She makes things so much more dramatic than they have to be all the time. I know. I agree. And Asuelu can get a job. Here, Here's the job I picture being perfect for him. Like the birthday party organizer at Pump It Up. Or like a kid's... <laughs> play group area where they have like birthday parties of like 50 kids and he does like a special dance and he tells people to like go jump you know here you throwing up here's a bucket for you he just seems like he'd be the perfect guy for that job oh my gosh well i mean i think they should move back to california and do something like water related because he's he's from an island country and i said that they should open a business like that would be best but kalani is not smart like Mm-mm. I, the more I watch the let, the more I question her mental capacity. Oh my God. So, she doesn't even know how babies are made. She's like, he impregnated me and I didn't think you could get pregnant while breastfeeding. What? This girl pissed me off so bad. <laughs> and then they kept wanting to blame him for the baby. <laughs> as if you weren't there. Like you were there. And like, she, like he snuck up on her. Did you see that long post she put on her Instagram story, like explaining why? Because people were getting in her ass so bad. No. What did what did she say? Yeah. So she was basically like um, she didn't want to take the birth control pill because hormones and she's breastfeeding. Um, she was supposed to get get an IUD or some something, a, a diaphragm or an IUD. But like she had to wait like seven days or something before she could get back to her doctor. So all they had to do was wait like a week. And she was like, Asuelu wanted to have sex. And she was like, I counted the days. First of all, I don't trust either one of you's ability to count. She <laughs> counted the days until, you know, but she said she thought she wasn't ovulating or that it was okay. And I'm like, you can't, first of all, an ovulation tracker is an estimate. Like if you, if, if not getting pregnant is that big of a deal to you to where you're crying for days and stuff, I wouldn't trust that. So she she was like, I thought we'd be okay. And Asuelu wanted to have sex. So we did. I'm like, he want, girl, do you know how many women tell their men no? Exactly. Like, don't touch me. Like, just say no. Like, can we wait till I get back to the doctor? Exactly. 
She is just such a piece of work. I mean, the fact that she is playing her this victim role is hilarious to me. I mean, and that oh, she was, do you really oh, think she was a virgin? Yeah, I do. Because the, I do. because I, she's so clueless. I've said that several times. And and if, if I lived in a world where nobody was a virgin, then I wouldn't. So I get why people are like, that's some BS. No, but I live, I live in a world where I know 28 year old virgins and older. So I, they exist. So, so it's yeah. legit. Well, you know what? On that note, let's hop over to love after lockup and let's talk about Megan, the alleged virgin, Michael oh. and Sarah, the thruple we have all come to know and love from sharp entertainment's genius filming of them. On Love After Lockup this season. I mean, can you even believe we are witnessing this? No. I was, when I tell you, had to rewind and watch it like three times on that first episode that first night. I was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? Go back. (laughs) No, 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 no. This can't be real life. Twitter exploded. Twitter exploded. Everyone was like, what? It is insane. Okay, this guy, Michael, much like Colt, much like Asuelu, it's like, how how is this guy managing multiple wives and fiancés from behind bars? I mean, I think the guys in prison know how to pick them at this point. Like, they pick the ones who are naive and have low self-esteem. Uh, they they know how, I think they know when they've got one on the line by just how they talk to them. Like if they meet online or something, I think they can tell. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so Megan has spent over $12,000 on phone calls. Yeah, there's a certain type. So Megan's like slightly overweight, just a little bit, looks really, I don't want to say goofy, but you know, kind of, you know what I mean? It's like they look, I'm sure he looked at her picture and was like that. Cause I have a friend who looks like that, but she, she's not naive. She's smart. But right. she has that, and she's been approached from guys who have been like trying to run that same game on her. Like I, she's oh, really. So yeah, they try. So Megan to me looks like really wholesome and not worldly. You know, like she's been kind of locked up in a tower. Right, and that's the ones that they seek out because they're like, oh, it's going to be easy to run game on them because they don't know any better. Like they don't know anything. Yeah. So when he saw her picture, he's probably like, yeah, I'm about to get this 12 G's. <laughs> <laughs> meet Megan's father in the first episode and he was like so legitimately wise and he he was like we didn't raise you for this nonsense and he was serious and I was like Megan like yeah you look like you were raised right and like there's your dad still in your life like um, some of us do not have that and haven't had that for a long time and he's she's still making these bad decisions yeah because she's never I don't think she's ever got a chance to make them like think about when you were like in college and like your first like few dating experiences think about the dumb stuff that we did yeah you're like right. I think I mean I never spent twelve thousand dollars but I mean I had to go through those stupid things to be like okay I'm not doing that again and I don't think she ever went through that and so it's like now this is her stupid thing and it's like she's so much older that she, now she has money and she can do real stupid stuff seriously and you know what she can fucking do it on tv she's doing it on tv yeah uh, yeah the bad decisions are just piling up at this point but it's like that's what happens when you wait so long like you're supposed to make your stupid decisions when you're like 17 18 when you when you're that latent and and now it's it's like now you got to do it all big i got to do something real stupid because i'm 28 (laughs) i gotta go all out i've never done this stupid before I gotta do it on national TV on Friday nights on one of the on one of the most degenerate networks out there. Oh my god! So Sarah, you think this Sarah really knows nothing? She, I mean, she knows that Michael cheated on her multiple times. She's like, I hope he doesn't cheat anymore. But she, 
she truly thinks that things are going to be okay now, or is she just an idiot? I oh, I I don't think either anybody knows anything. I'm and I might y'all might be thinking I'm a sucker, and I'm falling for it. But I honestly think that they have filmed them in such a way that none of them know. I don't know who called the show. That's what I want to know. Like who was the person to sign them up? And how did TLC, uh, not TLC, how did we find out that this one, this same guy was with both of these women? That's all I'm curious about. That's what I want to know, too. And I keep asking this in my recaps. I'm like, what is Michael's endgame? And I want to know the same thing, Nicole. Who called the show? Who made this happen? And did the Sharp producers basically like just jizz their pants, high five all over the place when they found out there was another woman. I mean, they must have been just losing their minds, having champagne toast, having full on like after hours parties. Can you can you even believe they found this story? No, but I have a theory. So here's my theory. I think that Megan originally called the show because she's excited. This girl's excited. She's ready to have sex. She's ready to get married. She's Skyping. Yep. Called the show, told about Michael. So they contacted Michael and was like, yeah, we're going to do the show. And I think that Michael admitted to them and was like, well, I do have my baby mama that I'm with or I'm married to or whatever. And they were like, oh. And then he probably told them about her. And then they probably contacted her and was like, hey, you know, we know that you're dating this guy in prison. Do you? I think that's how they did it. Like, do you want to be on the show with your the father of your daughter, like it's love after lockup. And she was probably like, Oh yeah. And I think they went behind Megan's back and did that because Michael is not, has no problem admitting that he's with both of these women. I mean, he, he admitted and said, you know, well, Sarah's the queen, but Megan's my queen. So he's it, that to me, like clicked in my brain. I was like, okay, this dude has no problem talking <laughs> to, about the fact that he's talking to both of these women. He's not trying to hide it. No, he's, he's comfortable not. talking. So, so that he told them. So then my next question is what is his plan? What is his fucking plan? What is he going to do now? So the world explodes. Uh, some guys know that it's going to end, but they're just going to ride it out until it does. It's it- like, I know she's going to find out now, but maybe that was maybe that was his plan because he's like, okay, well, if they find out on TV, then I won't get murdered. Like, nobody can murder me with a camera right there. It's like telling somebody on Mari that, you know, you cheated on them or right. something. It's like, that's the safer thing to do with a whole audience and TV cameras because I can't die. And I think that might be what he's he's like, OK, if they're going to find out I've scammed both of them or I've cheated on my wife, I'd rather do it on TV. Who do you think is more likely to stay with him when they find out? Oh, Sarah has a child and children. Children make women go through a lot with a man. I agree. It's before those kids just they want their family and they will stay through some mess. So I think Sarah, but Megan definitely has some stock in this relationship like I don't she's not going down without a fight I don't think she's going down without a fight either I mean someone did you say this she or did someone else remind me if you tweeted this like she's what do you call it digmatized she's not even digmatized yet because she hasn't even had it she's like pre-digmatized she's like the, the the promise of the d is keeping her on the hook yes because it's like she's already like decided that she wants to lose her virginity she's already like I'm in love with this man I want to give it to him and she doesn't want to start over because she knows if she leaves him, she's like, dang, I got to go find a new man to give my virginity to. Like, she's not. No, she's like, no, I'm giving it to you. I already picked you. So I think she's going to, like, fight it out. Like, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Penis out here. If you just want to give it to Because my thing is, you didn't even, you weren't even giving it to a quality man. You're giving it to a, a prisoner. No, exactly. I mean, first out of jail, and you were ready. You were taking classes, trying to learn how to do it. Right. Can't even. So I'm like, girl, there's 
plenty of dick out here. You can just pick somebody. <laughs> All right, but then we have, okay, then we have Lizzie and Scott. Lizzie, who has masterminded this whole scheme to get $90,000 and still not give it up to Scott when she gets released. I mean, is there a bigger con artist than Lizzie on this program? I call her the evil genius. Did you watch that on Netflix? I did. She is the evil genius. Evil genius. She, that is a, ooh, that's something. And then it's like, it's so good how she does it because she doesn't tell him that, like, supposedly she's been saved for how long? 10 years? (laughs) So my thing is, why is Scott just now hearing about this celibacy? (laughs) Oh, probably because if he heard about it in the first couple conversations, he wouldn't have given you 90,000. Like, this woman is a, like, I'm learning game from her right. she's not tell this man that she all of a sudden she's a christian and then when she gets in her interview she's like yeah i've been saved for 10 years girl why scott just now finding out about the celibacy <laughs> she finds out that you don't want to have sex the day before you get out and he's looking for a house <laughs> she's like she's like go ahead and get that fourth bedroom because i'm a woman of god now i hate her but i also love her <laughs> Like, I hate her for what she's doing to poor Scott, but man, you just gotta admire. Like, when I just gotta admire the boss moves that she makes. Like, Scott is some kind of idiot, man. I mean, when his tooth got knocked out, I was like, I can't even take it. This this show really delivers on all fronts. Oh, I I like this makes me want to be like a cameraman for a show like that. I know when he popped up and that tooth was gone, they were like, We have struck. Gold. <laughs> this woman with her all her 160 pounds jumps on this man who does not look like he does Scott look like he could catch a, a football. He doesn't look like he could catch a donut. Let alone a 160 pound woman. Oh my god. It was amazing. So okay, speaking of missing teeth, we have Matt and Caitlin. Matt is also missing a tooth in front, and he uh, and he he describes himself as thriving in prison. And let's talk about this camera crew who had to follow them into the woods and watch their dirt pile sex. I'm I'm hanging my head in shame. <laughs> you can't see it, <laughs> but that's what that long pause was. <laughs> Me hanging my head in shame. It's just I, too much. Alive uh, Saturday night, but I'm like, okay, I get the the. We can't wait. I get the whole they're so, you know, they want to be with each other. I get that. And I and having sex outside, okay, I get the thrill of it. I get all that. But, like, can you not stand? Like, could, could they not have, like, pulled her? I know this is really graphic. But could they not have just pulled her dress up and just stood behind a tree? Like, why did they have to lay in the ditch and roll in? Like, I don't, no blanket. <laughs> like, they didn't have a blanket to throw down. I'm not, you, if, if a guy asked me, yeah, just lay down right here in the dirt. I would like, you must be out of your mind i'm not doing that like what i look like they lay right down in there and also i mean even grosser yet is that he didn't even wash the prison off of him she had straight up fresh out of prison guy on her in the dirt pile i mean is there a lower moment well caitlin is not you know the highest caliber of woman so i'm not even surprised by that caitlin seems she's 32 how is that possible aaron i okay that actually shocks me she seems like a 22 year old so young so young i'm like you're you're 30 over 30 as a woman because you know we grow up like super quick like i she her doing that doesn't surprise me though but just based on how she reacted just to him pulling up in the truck like a 13 year old at a backstreet boys concert i mean that's the only way i could describe it oh my god completely she was like out of her mind i love that i love that the guards were like ma'am drive away (laughs) they were like get the fuck 
fuck out of my face. She was like, oh, my God. Him immediately, like, let me look at you. Let me. I'm like, girl, go, go to where you're going. Get in the car and drive away. Oh, I know. She wanted to see. She's like, whip out your penis at the post office. Like, let's do it. Let's do this. And then she's like, my belly is so full because your sperm is in it. I mean, I'm like, yeah, they're 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 a disgusting couple. They are like two crackheads or meth heads or whatever. I I mean, it. I don't. I think that Caitlyn has done. If she's not on drugs currently, she has done them in the past. She looks like Uh, she's tweaking allegedly. Wasn't her mom an addict? I think so. Yeah, yes, it's from that past, so it, I wouldn't put it past her. It's and sad she, all around. Dating a meth head, to me, you probably would have to have done some drugs yourself. The way he talks, know. he has no plans of staying out of prison either. He basically expects himself to go back. Oh, he yeah, he's like, I'm just going to find a balance. Like, you cannot balance smoking meth. No. What, what? That's a that's not weed. That's not like I'm gonna smoke weed when I get home from work. That's a hard drug. That's not like I'm gonna go have me a glass of red wine after dinner. No, you can't just have a little meth. I'm gonna unwind after a long day. <laughs> oh my get god! My meth pipe, baby. baby, bring me my meth pipe. I had a hard day at work. Right, exactly. I just want to unwind. So, okay, Tracy and Clint. Okay, I I don't even know where to begin. Let's begin with the teeth. Ooh. Oh, what is Clint? Is he a human? Clint is very special. Clint is a special person. I mean, we were talking about Asuelu. He's special in his own way, but there is a cultural difference. Clint was brought up here by by parents who I think sheltered him beyond reasonable levels. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely sheltered. Something is really wrong with him. Here's what I can't believe. I can't believe he was married twice before. I can't either. I mean, what the well, hell? Like a shady character, right? Like she's in jail or she went to jail or she's like. Yeah. Yeah. The wife we saw on episode one. Yeah. She actually was in jail to prison. I don't know what her deal was, but and Clint was arrested. I think it was DUIs or something, but they're all oh. kind of a mess. Oh yeah. He's a screw up. Uh, but he she- just, he just doesn't look real. Like I think that he's one of those, like, I know people who like live with their or like close to their moms and they're like on drugs, but their mom is so sweet and like naive that she doesn't realize like, do you know your son is a crackhead? Like, I feel like Clint is like that. Like, I feel like Clint is on something and it has messed his brain up and his parents just don't know because his mom's so sweet. and She thinks her son wouldn't never do anything and never would hurt a fly. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just infantilized to the point where they just still treat him like a toddler. I said already in my recap, I feel like they probably have given him only Clint bucks throughout his life to cash in for <laughs> toys and treats. And that yeah. this is his first time using real money because he's like, oh, Bob budget it. Like, he doesn't even know what to do with real American money. It's very strange. No, he's, yeah. It, and for him to be 37 married, I'm like, what did you do The maybe his other two wives like ran everything, like did basically was his mom, like yeah. just did everything for him. Had to. What did you think of Tracy's makeover? <laughs> I can't even say this. What did you think of it? Tracy herself, like when she came out of that prison, <laughs> I was, I, I, my mouth hung open. Like I could not, <sighs> she looked that bad. She looked a mess. Like, I've never seen teeth so yellow, I don't think. Like, those were probably the most yellow teeth. I, I don't know what happened to her. I mean, she wasn't, she's not like gorgeous to me in her pictures, but she looked a lot prettier. She looked rough. And then 
I mean, first of all, the price of her makeup, where were they? Like, what area did they go to to go get her hair done? They went to the most expensive part of town. I feel like that salon, they, they took one look at her and they were like, this is going to cost you $500. Like, they, I mean, what? It, of course it would. It, it would cost. It wouldn't cost you or me that much money because we'd walk in there looking halfway normal, and our hair would be like fresh out of prison, crazy. They were like, yeah. "We are going to charge you half a grand to just fix this." Yeah, and- but um, Paul didn't even do anything. Like they colored her hair and washed it and stuff, and then I'm like, they did her makeup, I guess. And I don't know. I don't feel like it was still worth that much. I feel no. like they went to it. Like they they could have gotten it cheap. Like I feel like he took her to the affluent part because that to me that was rich white people prices. <laughs> it was well, and you know what? They did a terrible job on her hair too. I mean, let's just say it was like brassy yellow. It wasn't yeah, even a good blonde. Now, I'm not an expert on like white women's shades of blonde. I mean, to me, I was like, okay, you know, it's blonde. So, but I, I saw some people on Twitter who were like, it was not it's good. Yellow, not even the right color. So I was like, oh, okay, y'all know more than I do because I mean. It was not it looked- good. But when she when she came out and he was like, Ugh, like practically like climaxing right there in the salon. And then they panned up to show her entire look with the dress. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like head in hands. Of course, I love it. I love every moment. But I'm like, can this just be worse? The whole look head to toe. So I'm thinking like for most men, all you have to do is put a tight dress on. It doesn't have to fit your body. It doesn't have to look good. If it's tight, you look, you're sexy. <laughs> she, it didn't fit. And her body is not the best. And like I said, women can, you can wear whatever you want as a woman. I'm not going to tell women you can't wear X, Y, Z. You can wear whatever you want, but that doesn't mean you're going to look good in it. No, exactly. She was terrible. That dress was not right for her. And then it had the back, like, did he buy that dress? He bought that dress for her. He bought that dress for her. He, he, oh my God, Clint's in charge of anything. I don't think she knew her size. I think she told him the size she was when she came into prison. And she is not that size anymore. <laughs> it's like, give it, it's like giving your high, your high school size. You're like, here's the size I was at 18. Go buy that. Yeah, she was probably like, I'm at eight. And I'm like, yeah, you were at eight when you went in, but you've been eating honey buns and Doritos and ramen noodles. Baby, you're 16 now. <laughs> no. You know who has beautiful hair? And I feel like one makeover and a few crest white strips would just make her into... A hottie mm-hmm. is Brittany. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, she definitely needs a good cut, like a layer. Because um, I hate when people, even when they have beautiful hair, I hate when they just wear it just long and straight and blunt cut. I, I love like some layers or some waves, something. But yeah, she has potential. She has the most potential. And she is with, in my opinion, the biggest psycho of the pack this year. I think she's like, she thinks that she's like spiritual and like earthy, you know, like she wanted to go be like Zen out in the desert, like stare off into the distance. And she's like, I want to be cleansed. Like anybody who used the words cleansed is like kind of a weirdo, like not in a bad way. I don't think so. Maybe I connect to her. Actually, I think she's more of an introvert. It's weird because I mean, you probably know this because you are a smart person, but when, when people think of introverts versus extroverts, they kind of get it wrong. Introverts just need to get their energy from being alone, but they can be very extroverted in their personalities. I consider myself at heart an introvert. Like I need to kind of be by myself to recharge. I don't recharge when I'm with other people. That's an extroverted tendency. And I feel like 
a prison would probably destroy me in terms of just having to be around people all of the time. And I feel like that was, that's how I took it. I, I feel like she just needs to be by herself a little bit. And Marcelino won't fucking give this girl a hot second. She can't shower. She can't sit in the desert. She can't go anywhere. He is like up in her grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wouldn't even let her sit, like, after 30 seconds. He was like, what's going on? What you doing? <laughs> Can I sit with you? Like, she said she want to be alone. I know. Did you not understand? It's like he can't take, a, you know, that's, there's that savior. You know, he, he's like, I rescued this little bird, and I need to protect it. <laughs> I feel like this little bird is going to turn on him. I hope she does, because he actually scares me. He legit scares me. He feel, He seems like the guy who wants to take care of you right up until the point he kills you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard. But I get it. Like, it makes Thank sense. you. He almost seems like the type, if she tries to leave, that he's going to be like, you're going to be with me or you're going to be with nobody and I will kill you. Like, Or like, he seems like the kill you, kill himself type. Like, we're going to be together for all eternity. Like, I could see him like thinking that. He's the murder like, suey. Yeah. Julie. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's, she's the ring and he's Gollum and he's like, my precious. Like he is just yes. so gross. And take it. Okay. Taking her plate away. I can't even. When he took her plate away to punish her and he was tell, talking to her about like, respect me. And are you done? Are you done speaking? I mean, I was like, you know what? Right here is when I would get sent back to prison. I would violate parole right at that moment. Yeah, he treats her kind of like a child or like, um, I, I feel like I've said this before, but it's probably in my life. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's like, I did all this to save you. Now you must do what I say. Exactly. Like that's Marcelino's like point. He's like, you don't get to, you don't get to have an opinion. You want to have your own thoughts. You want to do what you want. You don't have anything. You don't have nothing. If it weren't for me, you would be nothing. You'd be a junkie coming out of prison, have nowhere to go. Right. So because I'm giving you somewhere to stay, money, opportunity, I call the shots. It's like a parent-child relationship. Like, that's what you do with your kids. It's like, you don't have nothing, okay? So you don't get to call shots in here. You don't pay a bill. But I'm like, this is not a child. This is a 20-something-year-old woman. Yeah, exactly. And she also has picture. a child. She has another allegiance out there that is stronger than the one she has to Marcelino, I hope. And it's her child, who she only mentioned once. But I feel like if that comes into play a little bit more strongly, then I, I don't know. This this whole thing scares me. He creeps me out. He trips all of my triggers. I want her to get away from him. Yeah. Def- yeah, he's yeah, he's real. He's scary. He is scary. The only people we haven't seen yet are Angela and Tony. They're back this season, but we haven't even seen them. I wonder if they're just going to be like featured on a couple of episodes. These Love After Lockup seasons are really short. Like I only think we have like four or five episodes left. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are only I- eight episodes last season, and I think we're through. I think we're halfway through that at this point. Gosh. Oh, no. I know. I and Tony's relationship probably isn't going to work out. So I think that's why they're, it's probably going to be like an episode or two. It's probably going to be like, um, what's their names that was on before the 90 day that we saw like at the very end and like nothing came. Marta and Daya. Marta and Daya. Yeah. We saw them for like two and a half seconds and we were supposed to get invested. Yeah. Yeah. It falls apart and it's not even worth being on the whole season because Tony seems like a scammer to me. Like Tony's clearly scamming Angela. Oh, Um, clearly. Clearly. He's the Lizzie in that relationship. 
Oh, yeah. Do you remember last season when everyone was, like, trying to petition Angela and Scott to get together? We're like, these two are perfect. <laughs> they should yeah. be the couple. Yeah, I still, I still would love that because they're both, like, kind of broken. And I feel like Scott would not feel like Angela was, like, so far out of his league to where he, you know, feels unworthy of being in her presence like he does with Lizzie, which, I mean, she's not, but he feels that way. And Angela already likes doing those janky homemade living room, like, boudoir shots. Just like yeah. Lizzie does. So she, they could just trade those. Between the two of them, they, I bet they have like 24 teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe 30. Maybe, maybe 30. You're really rounding up there. Oh, my yes. God, Nicole. Well, I love talking to you. Thank you for breaking down all of this mess with me. I mean, Love After Lockup, to me, is the new hope. Like, this is my Star Wars A New Hope compared to 90 Day this season. I am very tired from 90 Day. I mean, I'm looking forward to the tell-all. I am looking forward to that. But Love After Lockup to me is just like, it's just pure fun. It's on Friday nights on WeTV, you guys. If you're not watching it, tune in. If you think it's too lowbrow for you, it really is, it really isn't. Well, it is. But it I mean, is it's so worth it. Well, I guess it is a little bit lower than 90 Day. Just slightly. I mean, having sex in the woods and the dirt is... is <laughs> it is so worth it, though. It gives me so much joy. And I don't know what that says about me. I get such joy when I watch it. I'm smiling the whole time. Yeah, me too. It's it's really... And it's so pure still. And I hope that it... Because 90 Day used to be like that. So I'm hoping that it doesn't turn, af, you know, after a few seasons, if they keep it going, that the cast doesn't start, like, being fame-hungry and, like, you know, just doing too much... Exactly. And then they're not on social media. I know, you know, Lizzie is, and she's so nice. Like people come at her and she's just like, blessings on you. She's still being her godly woman on <laughs> social media. I'm like, good for nobody's you. Nobody's showing pictures of like, nobody's after each episode, like defending what happened in the episode. You know, they're just letting the show play out, letting us watch. Nobody's arguing with other couples on the cast. It's just, it's just quiet. Like I don't hear anything except for Clint, like driving a Twinkie truck into a wall or something. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> it's like quiet. You don't hear anything, and I like that. I want to just watch my show. I, I do too. Y'all. I do too. I just want to watch my stories. That's all I want to do. Okay, so tell people where they can find you on Twitter, on Instagram, and tell them one more time where they can find your recaps on YouTube. Okay, so on Twitter, I'm at N-I-C-H-I underscore P underscore tweets. That's at Nikki P tweets. And my name is actually the same as my channel name, TV Recaps with Nikki P. And um, on Instagram, I'm at N-I-C-H-I-P underscore 1990. Instagram is a little bit more of just my regular everyday life. I don't do any like recapping anything about the couples on either show. Um, it's if you just want to see me at home with my dog like, <laughs> cooking in my kitchen or whatever, then that's what Instagram is. But Twitter is all about the reality shows that I recap. I live tweet during the show so you can see my first thoughts as things come out like real time. Twitter is just a, a hashtag 98 fiance hashtag love after lockup. So much fun. It's like it a is family so much thing. fun. It really is. And I live for your live tweeting. Keep doing it. Yes. And then my YouTube channel is Trashy TV Recaps. Trash-tastic. I don't even know my own channel name. <laughs> <laughs> so on YouTube, my channel name is Trash-tastic TV Recaps with Nikki P. And you can just type that into the search bar and you'll find my channel. And Or you can just type in Nikki P probably in the search. Any of those things will come up. You'll find me. 
Awesome. Awesome. I love your videos. And you can also find Nikki on the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook page. She's over there and we are doing live threads every 90 day night and love after lockup night. And of course, we're just posting everything we can find there throughout the week. So come on over to the Pink Shade with Erin Facebook page. You just type that into the browser and send me a request and I'll let you write in unless you look like a robot. I have gotten quite a few robot requests. And really? it is, yeah, it's it's very, you know, or like people, you can just tell it's not a real profile. It's very straight. Facebook is a weird place. But I will say this, the group that we have, I feel like is very fun, very nice. So come on over. It's not scary. It's not a scary place. No, everybody like nobody like, like talks to each other crazy. It's all about the people on the show. <laughs> and I love that. Like right. you just come together and roast them. Like nobody really, sometimes people do like get into little arguments, but it's never like hateful toward each other. No, 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 no. Mm-mm, no, I make it nice. Well, Nicole, I love you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. I hope 2019 is awesome. And I know we'll be talking again because there's going to be more trashy TV shows coming out every single month. Yes. Oh my gosh. Love you too, Erin. Thank you so much for having me on. I, it's always a pleasure when I get to talk to you about all these crazy couples. So glad you had me. Thanks to Nicole Pompey for joining me today, and thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. You can head over to my website, pinkshadewitherinmartin.com, to catch all the links there. And my email is over there, too, if you want to contact me about what you want to hear on the show or if you want to join me on the show at any point. You can also head over to patreon.com slash pinkshade if you want to support the podcast and get some extra bonus episodes every month, including my... <laughs> Burn boot camp journey, which I don't even know what to say about this other than pray for me. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic new year and I will be talking to you again next week. Take care and until next time, I'll see you in reality.